Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This for my fam. This for the fam. Do this for the fam. Hey fam, welcome to Hey Fam. My name is Levens. His name is Angus. My name's Angus. His name's Levens. Uh, you will uh, know Angus from the uh, trending, world famous hashtag hashtag Pray for Angus. Um, because, yeah, uh, uh, and hopefully that's exactly what you've been doing because we, we've we had a little a necessary hiatus. We had a hiatus. Look, thanks for all the donations. Uh, I am getting better. I have left the house. I've I've um. I've I've started answering calls. I've started letting fresh air back in my house. It was a very tough two two weeks. I think it's been. Yeah, doctors all over the world said it was the worst case of Batman v Supernitis yeah. that that, uh, that anyone had ever seen. It's uh, more commonly known as the Snyder virus, uh, <laughs> Snyder's syndrome. I think is the the correct term. At least that's what the University of Southern California has opted to call it. I had a I guess a very advanced strain of it. Uh, maybe I was born with it. Maybe I wasn't. It could be hereditary. It's one of those new super viruses. Which uh, a lot isn't known about yet, so I guess it's gonna, you know, it's just all if you, I have all kids, we'll find out if it yeah. gets carried on. And it's just, yeah, it's 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 just a very dark virus. It's not very funny. Dark. There's no joy. No, even red and blue and yellow manages to still look grey and brown. It's just like that's one of the first onset uh, things. So like you know, I was uh, looking at the YouTube logo, for example, the other day, and it just looked great brown. logo. <laughs> well, yeah, I, sometimes I just look at it. It's one of my favorite logos. It's, and now, a, now it reads to, as UV tube to you. Yeah, you, me, V tube. Uh, I don't want to fight YouTube. I just want to. I just want to watch some gags. So your doctor, something that uh, I could not do. <laughs> your, under doc- the influence of your doctor uh, demanded that you give up podcasts, but we managed to convince him this is a therapy session. This is a therapy session. I'm back. Uh, I'm actually in slippers right now. Like I do actually look like a patient, which is <laughs> which is all good. Uh, look, I'm, I, I'm, in, I'm in like slides and shorts, and it's you about look like ten, you're on holidays. Yeah, it's like ten degrees outside. Yeah, you look like you're on holidays. Still clinging on to like the, the last remnants of summer. Any sunshine, because God, we had the sunshine sucked from our lives recently. <laughs> Not like in a good way, like in the Force Awakens. Which, hey, you know what, <laughs> Zack Snyder, if if the uh, First Order kills a lot of people, that's okay because they're bad guys. <laughs> if heroes start killing people, that's when people take on bridge. Uh, thanks so much for everyone that that downloaded our um, our Batman v Superman Look, reaction episode. Two hours of us <laughs> crying deeply, um, huge like, emotions. Like, like, I've been, you know, I've was been that? to friends' funerals. <laughs> it was sadder than that. This was a death of it was like a, a mutual friend. Um, it was our most downloaded episode of the year so far. So far, I thought. Look, people were. This is no way. Like, obviously, everything we just did then. That was a gag, guys. Congratulations. We're white and have a podcast. We do gags. <laughs> Uh, I'm okay. I've been going to work every day since. I'm not really sick. You were sick. Though. I actually you were, was you sick. Were actually sick. Yeah, no, but it wasn't. For like a full week, you were proper sick. Um, it's not Snyderitis. That's something I made up. That's why we haven't done some episodes. I was actually sick. But oh yeah, people were coming up to me. Yeah. And saying like, oh, thanks for saving me money. <laughs> a lot of people came up and like thanked us for putting that episode. They're like, oh, I heard yours and Levin's episode. People I didn't even know were like, oh, I heard the Batman episode. They're like, uh, someone came up to me on the weekend. They're like, fantastic Batman vs. Superman episode. It's amazing how you did that and how you did the Star Wars one. I'm like, oh, do you like the Star Wars one? They're like, it was the worst one, but it was the first one, like you said. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what we said. We didn't say it was going to be any good. So, well, just- uh, so our Star Wars reaction where we were being positive but exhausted is not a good episode. Well, that is like, it was insane. Like, it sounded like two crazy people talking. Whereas, like, we had the Batman vs. Superman one was very much two very sobered people. Uh, kind Darkness of, reigns. We again. didn't find God. We were like abused by a priest. You know what I mean? Like this was like a royal commission into... Tim you know, Minchin is going to write about... Tim Minchin wrote about Pray for Angus. If you, it's on number one on <laughs> iTunes right now. I uh, can't believe you haven't heard it because I sure as hell haven't. I refuse to listen to anything Tim Minchin does. Only because, get this, he was, I had to... He came Are you to sure work. this is the only reason? This is, this is the most personal reason. Okay, yep. uh, he came into work one day and I had to take a photo of him with somebody because that, that's that's sometimes what you've got to do that in your job, all right? Sometimes you've got to take photos. And uh, his minder or something was like, oh, you've got to go over there, get the photo. And he's like, oh, what, with the guy with the weird hair? He said that to you. <laughs> well, about me while I was in the room as him. 
And I'm like, mate, have you looked in a fucking mirror? <laughs> you, you can have a go at my hair first, have a go at yours first, then at least like work down to me. What did you actually say to him though? Nothing. Oh. I was just like a shit kicker. So I just put my head down and was like... And, kick, and kept kicking shit. I kept kicking shit, yeah. Because <laughs> I, was, I was a greenskeeper. <laughs> I worked at a dog school. So uh, we actually have friends that didn't go see Batman v Superman, like yeah. them, but they, they instead just listened to our episode. Yeah. And that was like... They said that was all they needed. <laughs> so many people. People... So that was a service to the community. Yeah. Like, I'll be surprised if we don't get a Webby for it or something. What do they call them? A Marin? Do we get a Marin for well, this? Yeah, we, we get to lock the gates. Yeah. We get our gate. gates locked. Yeah, we get a gold gate locker. <laughs> and that's how they know uh, that, that, that you've won the Marin. And then you get a cameo in the remake of the almost famous movie. Oh, really? As, as Mark Moran's character. What about the... Do you get to star in his IFC show? Or at least be a line producer for one episode? Oh, no. You get to be in Dice. Oh, cool. The Andrew Dice Clay show. <laughs> yeah, no, great. In it's that a case, really good prize. In that case, um, look, so you, you've challenged me to watch that. Uh, I will watch it. It's on Stan. Yeah. Uh, Let, let's talk about the, the, the biggest thing that's happened to us in the last week. Um, we, oh, wow. Yeah. We have been... Uh, oh, uh, if Batman v Superman was enough, let's just say that. Yeah. So we're already in the... We're already... I'm physically and mentally un, unfit for he's, public... He's, his doctor said you've kicked enough shits... For this year, so you, to you mention have- Batman, you're funny. Like the only thing that happened. Look, at least, <laughs> at least you haven't been blocked for using Netflix with an overseas account. I'm like, well, if that happens, I'd really be fucked up. Our IP unblocker thing doesn't work anymore. We have to watch regular Australian Netflix, but we've just worked out that hey, maybe regular Australian Netflix isn't that bad. Hey, maybe it's okay. And uh, with a stranger, maybe Stan is okay. If you get past the name, if you get past it sounding like. The, the guy who hits on your mom at her job. What, uh, like what her stand boss. do you think it's been named after? Um, I just, I, I, you know, I haven't even bothered to go that far. I mean, there's some great stands in history. There's Stan Lee. Mm-hmm. I never thought that. Stan Grant. Stan Grant, great guy. Stan Zemeckis. Mm-hmm. Uh, not so great. You know what I mean? History's had its fair share of stands. Maybe the Eminem song. Oh, true. Because Stan is like, a, you know, colloquial for fan, like diehard fan. Yeah, Maybe definitely. it just means like diehard fan app. Yeah, right. Okay. Maybe. I mean, I'm not too sure. I mean, I, I know for, you know, I, I know this is not for a fact, but no doubt they spelt, spent probably a quarter million dollars of focus groups and some agency that came up with Stan. So, congratulations. You you really uh, you really tricked Fairfax and Nine into whatever, into like letting them call your service Stan. Well done. Um, it's a person's name. As a service, you enjoy it. You're a Stan, Stan now. Uh, look, let's not, let's not get that far. Okay. Let's just say there's some stuff there which is uh, worth watching. Look, I've look, I've come back from Disneyland and I'm telling the kids at school about it and it's it's you know they've got Movie World, they've got Dreamland. They're like, "No, I know what it's like." And you're kind of like, "No, you don't." You know what I mean? I feel like someone who's come back from Disneyland California. Oh, as in Netflix America is Disneyland. Yeah. Right, I thought you were saying that with Stan Hulu was and HBO. So I feel like I've come back from overseas and I'm like, man, I'm jazzed about my sweet overseas trip. Like, not only is it that, but it's like the whole cultural thing of me being in another country. Like, you guys just don't get it. And they're like, no, man, we've been to Wonderland. I'm just like, look, in theory, I see what you're saying, but also like, I haven't got the greater rides. There's more rides at Disneyland. So, Stan is wet and wild. Stan at the moment's wet and wild. I mean, what's considered the best in Australia? Uh, Like, none of them are really that great, right? So, all of the allegories that we're using, I guess, will like tie into... I mean, one, I mean, look, let's be honest. It's not Jamboree Recreation Park. <laughs> it's not that. It's better than it's that. It's better than Jamboree. What's yeah. the What's the like streaming service equivalent of, of Jamboree? I think it's like... Um, let us know, dear listeners. Yeah, let us know. It's probably hey, like... podcast at gmail.com. It's probably like the, like NRL app or something. I don't know. I'm probably going to get like beat up again by Tim Minchin. <laughs> Tim Minchin's going to rip on me and then some jock's going to come Australia's and kick Australia's biggest NRL fan. <laughs> yeah, he's going to beat the shit out of me. So, sorry. Sorry, players. Um, so, in, 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 in light, to make light of events... Um, sorry. To, yeah. to, to, to make Angus feel better... Uh, in spite of recent terrible events, um, this episode is going to be about managing expectations. <laughs> it's going to gonna be like a, 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 I feel like a current, like a, a recurring theme. Look, the expectations hey were never high, though. They were. But, you you let yourself uh, just get, yeah. get carried away, and you 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 were amped for the movie. It was because yeah. Look, there's a two hour episode. Listen to it. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like you know uh, we're going to try and get some guests on that are going to help us with our problems, and those problems with expectations are, yeah. are allowing massive studios 
to sell us a big, terrible movie. I mean, shame on us. Shame on us for getting excited about a film that a studio had handled said characters so well in the past and looked like doing another ripping interpretation of it. Shame on us for th- giving the studio a benefit of doubt, going, no, you're not just a bunch of money-hungry, clueless suits who can't even stick to the basic character, uh, uh, like, character All right, rule, you know? <laughs> yeah. Tim Minchin's definitely got his money in, you know, he's got his pockets in the, whatever, Warner Brother executives. And obviously, I'm not well yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Shame on us. So, yeah, we're going to get some friends on to try and, you know, just just, just tell us that things aren't always going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I thought we, we should take a look at what's coming up for the rest of the year that we should... What, what triggers are coming up? <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, things that... Like, should we allow ourselves to be excited by these up-and-coming up blockbusters? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the one, the obvious choice to start with, uh, given your love of this series in general, is Star Wars Rogue One. I was going to say Fast Furious 8, but no. <laughs> no, look, let's... Um, I just want to say... I don't want to speak about Batman Superman again, so I want to get it in now. Uh, there was a... Even before the film came out, it was super weird. There was rumours of an R-rated director's cut, almost as if someone was preparing an apology before insulting you. You know what I mean? Right. And that's kind of like a terrible thing to put out before a film's released. Like, you let people fall in love with the film first, and then you're like, by the way, there's more, rather than before it coming out going, uh, this one coming out's a bit messy. There's, there's a better one out, though. But you, I thought it was like a direct reaction to Deadpool being... Yeah, um, I think... Of, you know what? Now that you mentioned that, obviously that too. But, but what, what, don't what, announce that instantly. What could B- BVS possibly do to make give it an R rating though? Like it's not like Batman like says the N word or something. Well, or maybe like. he does. I mean, he he says the S word in it, and that's a that's a new one for our uh, caped crusader. Um, yeah, I, I can't work. I don't I don't know what he, what what could possibly make this an R rated movie. I guess extreme violence and just maybe like suicide inducing scenes because I was pretty down just from the whatever rating version we saw here but I mean the R is just probably going to be dark or something or maybe like Batman like hits kids or something or I don't know yeah maybe like slaps like young girls across the face given how how, scouts how long you were out of action after watching the regular version haven't watched it again I want you to know that yeah but will you watch this R rated extra long version I mean (laughs) because you said we would in the last one we we were talking about that's when I thought it was in the privacy of my own home, on my terms, and Zack Snyder was not getting any more of my money. Not getting any more of my money. Um, so, look. They announced that, 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 that it's 90% it going to... It's going to 90%. It's going to come out on cinema, to cinemas. So, they get this R-rated version before you can buy it on Blu-ray. Kind of like what they do with Avatar. Right. That, that, was that, given that R a, version of Avatar? No, but a director's <laughs> cut version. They put like 20 minutes in of... Like trees and stuff. Yeah, I'm not too sure. They pulled pull out their big, big blue dick. The big blue hair dick things, and just they stick it in their butts instead. It was uh, that would be actually amazing. I just thought about that for a second. I was like, man, in three D, that'd be that'd be incredible. I'm sure it exists. Oh, somewhere. absolutely. I'm sure it does. The yeah, I, I just wanted. I, it's coming to cinemas, and it's because this movie, like, it, it, they, they wanted to do the one billion mark, like Star Wars. They basically and Avengers, Avengers, and is Avengers, like the Star Wars, yeah. And it's looking like it's not even going to hit that. And the movie has not only did it break a record for biggest like Easter release, I think that's what it was. Was it Easter? Um, ever Easter weekend, it broke records for that. But it's now the new records, and it's like a bad record. It's most like declining week after week. So I think they're starting to panic at WB, and they're like, "Shit, we need to do something about BVS, and we need to put that BS thirty minute version out." And make idiots pay for it because I think it's got tits and stuff in it. Idiots like us, are we going to do it? <sighs> shame, you know, fool me once, shame on I me. I don't, I don't think I could watch it in the cinema again. You and I are going to have to take in something a lot stronger than that six pack. <laughs> you know what I'm talking Maybe about? Maybe a gun. Yeah, seri- well, yeah, only because Batman taught us. <laughs> Just like our new hero, Batman, who shoots people. Um, Jesus. So, should we, should we leave BVS for the rest yeah, of the Yeah, I just want to drop that bomb here that, look, while we're already in this morning stage... Things could be getting worse. And that's for everybody out there. That's a public... St- Actually, you know what? That's a PSA. Be warned. You might be seeing 30 minutes more. I mean, what could they do? I mean, tell story that makes the in- overall movie make Unless sense. It's 30 minutes of gags and lightheartedness. <laughs> but like like, like real raw lightheartedness. Yeah, super raw. Um, let's so move on. Let's move on, guys. We're not bringing Batman v Superman up again. Yes. Moving on, indeed. Moving on. 
into a galaxy far, far away. One that we'd only just left. Yeah. Months ago. One that just came out on Blu-ray yesterday. I feel like, you know, Angus, you can never really get too upset because uh, for all we know, we're going to get a Star Wars movie every year until you die. Yeah. And you know what? I Years ago, weeks ago, I would have said, I hope they end when I die. So no one else can see them. But I kind of want them to keep going now. I've just had a change of heart. It could be this sunshine uh, wallpaper that's going on in our TV screen right now. It's like a beach sunset. It's very soothing. It looks kind of uh, hopeful. And it's kind of, I guess, what it looks like when you, you die. This is the most hopeful image I've seen since BVS. So I think that's got a lot to do with it. Yeah, we said we wouldn't bring BVS. Yeah, yet. sorry. I'm really been affected. I'm like someone who's been to war or something. <laughs> Um, Rogue One, Star Wars, the trailer came wow. out. Yeah. Was it everything you were expecting and more? Man, I, see, th- I don't know what to expect because this is the first, as we know, the first spin-off Star Wars film. Uh, this is the first in the non-episode. So this is, as you know, guys, uh, the seven Star Wars movies, they've been, there'll be three trilogies and they're from numbers one to seven. They're all about the Skywalkers. That's what this saga is. It's, you know, episode one to seven. It's uh, about those zany Skywalkers and how the Force is really strong with them. And obviously, if you want to do more Star Wars movies, which is Disney's plan, that was part of the deal. They want a Star Wars movie a year, basically, for 20 years. You're going to have to do movies that aren't about the Skywalkers because it's a real big universe. And coincidences start to get really boring because it makes the galaxy look really small. Yeah. So, uh, this was actually pitched to... Kathleen Kennedy, when she came, uh, became the new president of Lucasfilm, and this was by John Knoll, who's been at ILM, the uh, Lucasfilm-owned special effects department. He said, I, I don't know what the pitch was. I wasn't there that day, all right? I don't know how the pitch went, but essentially he said, how about a movie about the people who stole the Death Star plans for the Rebels, or the, how the, whoever got the Death Star plans for the Rebels, but I film about that. And that's it. That's what the film is. And... Garth Edwards, uh, Gar- who's the director who did Monsters and Godzilla. Yep. The recent US uh, Godzilla. He, he's kind of said that this is not about Jedi. This is not about Skywalkers. It's kind of about the grunts. We might not even see a lightsaber. We might not see a lightsaber. And that's kind of, you know, that's really interesting for a Star Wars movie. It doesn't look like there's any Force users in this trailer. It doesn't look like there's any type of uh, hilt of a lightsaber being united. I mean, this is an era where Jedi don't really exist. Yeah. Obi-Wan and uh, Yoda are about the only... Or Kanan, for all of you Clone uh, Rebels fans out there, are like the only ones that exist in the galaxy for f- that or- that we know of. So this is a time where the Empire has been ruling for almost 20 years straight and a band of peeps team up and still those zany Death Star plans that you see Princess Leia putting in RTD2 right at the start of Episode 4. And so you hope. it's going to be a heist movie, right? F- I guess for all intents and purposes, it's going to be a heist film. I guess, I mean, I don't want to say Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> I'm not going to say it, but from <laughs> that original pressure... We're going to say Ocean's Twelve instead. Ocean's, yeah, Ocean's Twelve, the one with the hologram egg. Everyone loved that. They thought that was very innovative. No, I mean, my initial thing is Seven Samurai. Sure. I don't know why. But I just, that initial shot with the cast. Uh, also, one guy has a sword. One guy, uh, Donnie, Donnie Yang, who is a martial arts actor. He, I think he looks like he's playing a blind character. You see him in the trailer beating the shit out of a stormtrooper. But yeah, the trailer. I mean, first thing you see is uh, the Yavin 4 rebel base, which is where Luke, you know, gets in his X-Wing at the end of episode four. You see the interior of that. It's like super iconic for a Star Wars fan. Mm. But they don't give you like the iconic shots. You kind of just have to know that. And you see the classic rebel helmets, which we haven't seen for ages. Uh, we meet this new female protagonist, second Star Wars film in a row with a female protagonist. I think that's very exciting. And and cool, just super cool. Oh, it's super cool. Sorry, Donnie Yen, that was the actor with the sword. Super cool. Uh, this one's played by Felicity Jones, mm-hmm. another British actor. I mean, I'm already bored of all the she's raised mother th- theories that have been out for four days. I'm sure you are too. Uh, she gets like, a, what, a rap sheet read off? You know, you've stolen these Imperial documents, you forged this, you're super bad. And it's Mon Mothma from Return of the Jedi. Were you expecting to see her in this? No, not at all. Not at all. But what's interesting is, uh, you know, how much of a boner I get for all things canon. Uh, <laughs> in episode three, Revenge of the Sith, there was a plot line which was, um, I guess, discarded and it exists on that Blu-ray and DVDs, deleted scenes. But it was about the, what was it called? It was like the 200 
delegates or something. It was like the delegation of 200 people who were opposed to the empire. And it was a young one, Mothma and Padme Amidala. And, you know, all these young people who were like, oh, the empire is bad. We've, and Jimmy Smith's is, um, Bail Organa. And they all had signed this thing that said like, you know, we don't side with the empire and we'll start a, not a rebel cell, but which eventually it became one. But it's the same actress who played the young one Mothma 10 years ago. Oh, wow. In a deleted scene. So, they've, it's, it's it's cool. Like, so even for a thing that doesn't really exist, because she looked so, I guess, bang on then, they're like, well, we can't really beat that. Let's just go with her again. So, she's yeah. aged probably like so 10 even, years. So, even deleted canon is still canon. Yeah. And like, it's she's aged well. Like, she looks like she's aged heaps further from that point. So, that that's the first cool thing that I noticed. I mean, then we go like, what, a sweet ass shot of uh, what looks like a grand admiral of the Empire, which for all of you expanded universe freaks, you know, uh uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn which is he was in the Heir to the Empire I think it is Timothy Zahn books which became a comic series and he's like blue skinned red eyed and was just this big fan favourite right uh, same rank as that sure uh, a lot of people hopeful that it's Thrawn guys it's not going to be a lot of people thinking it might be Tarkin it's not it's definitely not Tarkin like it's not Tarkin at all I think I think it's a new the, character. We the, can have exactly. new characters. Like the strength of these movies lies in like... I, I agree. Think actually yeah. just being a new movie. Having with just enough... Like, you know, it's already completely kind of constrained by by it has to lead into A New Hope. Yeah, so, there's, you there's know, some the, few... The stakes we, are relatively... Not low for the characters, but low as far as the overall movie Totally. Goes. We know that what happens afterwards and we know that the Death Star does get blown up in another film. Yeah. Therefore, we know that like their mission will be successful to a degree. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But, so I think the, the absolute, you know, the most important thing this movie can do is, is introduce new characters and, and new lore. Stop making the galaxy seem small. Exactly. Make and, it big. and especially because, you know... The Empire's huge. The galaxy's huge. The biggest criticism of Force Awakens was that it was a, almost like a recreation like of, a, of A New beat Hope. Beat for beat. And now we get a immediate prequel to A New Hope, something that leads directly into A New sure. Hope. So I, don't, I feel like it, it's really, really important that, that you know that these don't just seem like advertisements for the first Star Wars movie. Yeah, I mean, that was my initial... I mean, we've got the Han Solo one coming next, and then apparently the Boba Fett one. It's just kind of like, they're so... I can tell somewhere, like at Disney, that is like, let's make movies that appeal to the fans of the old ones. And it's yeah. just like, can we move away from that a bit? Like, the galaxy is so big, and it's such a big timeline. Like, you're, you're looking at a freckle on a, on a human body that is the Star Wars timeline. Like, I can't wait for it to zoom back a bit and look at the mole next to the freckle or the pubic hair next to the mole. You've never made anything sound less appealing. <laughs> oh, no, th- that, that's not appealing to you? That to me is so appealing. But, yeah, and then, um, oh, yeah, and then we see um, kind of shots of... It, 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 you see shots of uh, Felicity Woods' character running in it and you see Alan uh, Tudyk, who is in... Oh, he was in like Death of a Funeral. He was in in Firefly and Serenity, and he plays the mo- there's a motion capture character in it. You barely see it in the trailer, but it's this super tall robot. Oh, right. Yeah, you kind of see it running with some people in it, and you haven't seen the face design yet or anything. It's apparently it's like a reprogrammed Imperial droid who's part of the like team, and it hasn't been part of any of the press shots yet. I guess that's it's going to be a surprise. That's super comic booky, and yeah, right. so yeah. that's cool. I love the fact that there's this like new style droid which they've reprogrammed to be part of the team, who you know probably is part of their infiltration of the like empire. Like you know, you have to look like you're with the empire. That's such a classic Alan Tudyk role as well. He's like totally, totally. an actor that just pops up in a movie that you've seen a hundred times. And then yeah, you're like, oh, he was in that. Like I feel like he's the voice of uh, so many the things. Candyman guy in um in Wreck It Ralph. Oh wow, really? Like, he's like, he's like, really is. strange role. Yeah. But it's just like never seen him do motion capture. Well, obviously, but I mean, interesting that he's got like he's kind of recognizable. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, Forrest Whitaker, he looks pretty badass. He looks kind of like a wizened, advice-giving person. Again, no lightsabers, but yeah, it's kind of you get these quick flashes, which are great with some really cool siren stuff blaring. Oh, you see the dish like the, right, the uh, getting dropped into the Death Star, which is amazing shot. Which, and I love that it, it almost looks because when it first happened, I thought it was a star wipe. Yeah, because you get all the black exactly. The, yeah, it, it looks like a, a classic a Star shadow. Wars wipe. Yeah, yeah, but it was a shadow, just a shadow of the. I uh, mean, it looks awesome. It looks fun. Like I really and it's you know they don't lead with the word Star Wars. Like at the end when you see the titles of the film, I I, I find it kind of brave and interesting that. Star Wars is written really small at the bottom with saying a Star Wars story, which will be the official subtitle of these films. And Rogue One, like they wanted to be known as Rogue One, not like yeah, it, 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 that 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 to me was cool. It's like a continuity freak. I'm like, okay, so that's it from now on. We are calling these 
Star Wars stories. Yeah, great. But the yeah, you know, you get I love seeing like street level stormtrooper stuff, like rolling around in tanks. Like it's, it's a bit tropical too. It's like a tropical planet. Getting some palm before, trees yeah, and stuff. Yeah. We haven't really seen that before. Everyone's just listening to Everclear. Yeah, everyone's having a great time. Everyone's on um, low GI diets. <laughs> everyone's working out at Muscle Beach. It's good. And then uh, that you know, we see these cool new black stormtroopers, like some green lights on the bottom, like with elongated helmets. That's pretty cool. Like. As much as like the Force Awakens Stormtrooper helmet was amazing and the Clone Trooper's helmet was sick, that original trilogy Stormtrooper is just so iconic. So it's pretty cool to see those again finally since for the first time since 83 in a film. Like that's sick. That um, classic, classic outfit. I'm very excited about Ben Mendelsohn in this well, movie. Well, yeah, he's sorry. He was the, the guy in All White who I mentioned earlier, the Admiral. Like he's the villain. I mean, he has to be. It's Ben Mendelsohn. Like this guy is amazing at playing villains. How much, what is he, I mean, like, I know he won a lot of people over in America Bloodline? with, um... The, the Netflix series, Bloodline? Right, but uh, yeah. also, what was the really heavy Australian, one of Oh, many, Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom, yeah. Yeah, that's where famous. he really got on a lot of radars, but he was in the Netflix series last year, which was great, uh, Bloodline, he kind of plays an incredible character in that, and I think that he exposed him to a lot of people who were like, oh, he was I, he was in that Aussie crime movie, and I was like, whoa, yeah, he's insane. Yeah. And immediately after that, he was in Dark Knight Rises as well. Of course, if, yeah, 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 he's in Dark Knight Rises, yeah, he plays the guy who's trying to, bring, on the Wayne board, who's trying to bring him down. Have you ever seen The Big Steel? It's a late no. 80s Australian comedy with that. Ben Mendelsohn as the lead. Fuck, it's a very good Australian Mendo. comedy. Mendo, so shout outs to Mendo. He's great. First time we've had a um, like huge Australian actor in a Star Wars movie. Yeah. So that's really exciting. He I mean, sorry, Joel Edgerton, you don't count. I mean, this one looks like a major character as well, like the perhaps the antagonist. Um, I just love another really great Ben Mendelsohn movie, um, Mullet. Mullet. I was going to say that Mullet, Mullet was shot in Kiama. You where I grew up. Oh right. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. I remember that. Blow was hell, like, blowhole boys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one goes to the glory hole. Bo- I mean, uh, the blowhole <laughs> boys. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, what's exciting too is the. Shot at the end where you see the giant ATATs on the beach. Yeah, because there's I mean, no le- lightsabers or people with force like pulling them down. Like these are people who just have guns who would just look like regular Joes running for the. It's like it looks like, and it's probably been thrown around way too much, but it's, it's like like some Saving Private Ryan shit. It was just. Like oh, I was gonna say it's. I feel like watching them. I, they look as pathetic as I do when I play Battlefront. <laughs> Battlefront. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that too. Some uh, a good comment I read when it, it came out. It, someone was like, "Holy shit, this looks like the best." fan Star Wars film ever like best budgeted one because it's like in the fan films you would never do like a major character because you can obviously get someone who looks like Ewan McGregor or Mark Hamill so you do these side character stories that are set in the same universe and it's kind of like that like these might they, they kind of feel like some fan fiction but they're not and I think that's really cool yeah but yeah you know what like it's low risk that's what I like about it it's not like they're banking on it being like as big as The Force Awakens I would say by any means like not at all. Like the tone of it seems so bleak and dark. Um, for any Star Wars trailer I've seen, yeah, no hopeful, like no cute be, little BB-8 moments. It would in the be trailer. exhausting if uh, if if they tried to make every single Star Wars movie. Yeah, be I mean we know eight's going to be huge once that marketing machine starts. Like that's going to be massive. Like this is really late. Like we got a Force Awakens trailer a year before the film came out. Like this is seven months off. Oh no, more. Than, this is like eight, eight or nine months off and that's pretty late c- compared to The Force Awakens. Yeah. We'd already had like two trailers by this stage. Well, Character we, names, we've, everything. We've got May the 4th coming up really soon sure. and they always do something cool. Then. Yeah. Do you think they're going to release more about Rogue One? Like toys or something. Or do you think we're going to see maybe something about Episode 8? I think eight's way too early. It's just stud shooting. Um, it's still kind of... I mean, yeah, they've been real, that's been really under wraps. Um we barely know anything about eight, which I think is great. And I think I feel like they could also sabotage Rogue One a little bit if they release too much. Oh yeah, they won't do anything at eight. Rogue One's it this year. The uh, merchandise boxes were kind of released online this week, and that's the black helmeted stormtrooping. How Kylo was in the corner of all the Star Wars merch, be it shampoo, Lego sets, whatever. Uh, it was Kylo. Like when Episode One came out, it was Darth Maul. They mm. always use it to base the character that year. Uh, it's the black stormtroopers with the right. green things okay, at the bottom, cool. with some tie fighters behind them, and it just says like Rogue One everywhere. So, I think obviously, you know, even from a merch standpoint, everything like Rogue One is the focus this year for sure. What are we? Cool. What, um, so we've also so sorry we we mentioned May May the Fourth, which is a, a May Fourth, a big Star Wars day, but we have to 
talk about the, the most disappointing day of last year. Force Friday. Force Friday. September something or Angus other. Angus and I are going to do an all-nighter, guys. That we're was a BBS. To, we are going to get some incredible... That was uh, BBS. Like, incredible content from uh, whoever we can talk to at Parramatta Westfield. Um, let's do it again. <laughs> who are... Like, the most exciting thing to come out of Force Friday from a merch point of view, even though they didn't actually I was stop getting locked in the car until, park. Like, oh, yeah. you know, Sunday afterwards or whatever. But the BB-8 Sphero robot. Yeah. Have you got any predictions on what could possibly... Have you seen anything in the Rogue One trailer that could possibly be like the merchandise hit? There's nothing. I just think that it's like low risk. You know, let's not go crazy on the merch. Let's not do the drink bottles with everything. I mean... Like a tropical AT-AT. Oh, that could be fun. Like but I mean, you can't a, really hug that. T-shirt. There's nothing more like cute than a circular little droid. You know what I mean? Like even yeah. then, it's just like, man, that's tough. Yeah. So Rogue One came out. Um, I've been probably like taking in more Star Wars stories than I ever had of in my life at the moment because I'm Absolutely. reading all of the Star Wars comics. Finally, I can um, talk to you about it. Uh, and uh, uh, the reason I've been doing this is because oh, yeah, I started a, a comic book podcast. Um, with our a good friend and regular guest. We'll about bonus apps, yeah. Listen, um, Siobhan Coombs, aka Comic Book Girl. Um, so the comic book podcast is called Serious Issues, and we're doing it with the Kings Comics guys. A lot of whom, uh, a few of them, have actually been on the podcast in the past in a bonus episode. A really, really great episode we did last year about the best, best comics of comics. Yeah. Unfortunately, Angus wasn't there for. I was having the best of Japan That's podcast true. by myself <laughs> in Japan. Um, so it's every week Siobhan and I read. All of the new comics to come out, all the all of the new comics, and and, and review them. So it's like, a, a, honestly, a guide to everything you should be reading this week. Um, yeah, and it's, the bonus apps turned into a full app. It's a spinoff. It is. It's called Serious Issues, a Hey Fam story. <laughs> the main Hey Fams will happen. They will be time off in between. Some of us do get Serious tempted by one. the dark side, like myself recently, <laughs> and so we won't be doing those as regular. No, we will be doing these as regularly. But yeah, it's this, I, I, it's like you know we're getting such huge love for the bonus apps and people are like when are you doing other serious issues and it's like you know what you know what guys you can have serious issues as a whole podcast and Lemons and Siobhan are doing that and they're having a great time we are we're having a great time um, download it subscribe to it now yeah please do and the cool thing is that most of the reviews on it are all from people <laughs> that are like um, oh man I love HeyFam so much and it's so great yeah. that we got this so thank you to all the HeyFam extended fam the Hello Families that um, have, uh, have left a message on there I appreciate that Hello Fam um, so, I've been reading shitloads of Star Wars comics, and yeah. this week they finally put out the Poe Dameron comic. Oh, I've got that. I haven't read it yet. Um, I really... I, I mentioned it in the Serious Issues sure. episode that came out this week. I was really disappointed by it because sure. um, instead of telling... Like, you know, Poe Dameron, how old do you think he is in, in Force Awakens? Like, 30? I think he's 31, 32. So, I know that just because of the visual dictionary. And clearly he, he carries himself with a confidence that only comes with experience and doing a shitload of crazy missions yeah. that would surely have amazing stories that yeah. came, came with them. Unfortunately, this comic uh what, pretty this much issue? this this well no, this issue and then it's 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 the first issue of this I guess maybe it's a mini series or whatever. I think but it is. I think it's quite a few. I, I know this initial one's four stories. The one I'm excited about is the next four issues after but keep going on. I've I've kind of read Oh, cuz okay, you might say cuz my problem with it is that it's like okay, Poe Dameron has obviously done heaps of shit. Let's tell the story just before Force just Awakens. before Force Awakens. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not interested in I've that. Heard about, I don't know why they're doing that. I'm thinking again, it's because they want people who aren't necessarily comic fans or whatever getting into it, and it's just like, oh, remember Force Awakens? This is what happened just before. Yeah, I mean, it's far from a bad comic, but it's just like for me, I'm just like that's so boring. Like, yeah. I mean- Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. And I feel like the weakest other Star Wars comic was the... um 
the journey to the yeah, Force I didn't Awakens like that one. one where you kind of just saw how his parents met. Yeah, I didn't think that was great. I, I really didn't like that one that much. It was just like it's it's the, everyone's problem with the prequels where it's like, hey, you know those characters you love? Here's every intricate thing that led to them yep. being but it's not interesting it's just you know it, honestly it, it's cool at one end like at the end you saw luke skywalker on a mission that was sick i want to yeah. see that he has far more to do with the force awakens than poe dameron's dead ass parents <laughs> you know what i mean well apparently yeah. dead um what i thought sounded cool there's uh the next the next arc is i heard it like pitched like they want to make these comics like almost james bondes comics like each kind of story is a different mission but it's him and a few other pilots are actually kidnapped by the first order or something like that, like they're, they're in prison and it's a, a breakout escape run. Oh, great. So it's just, and I'm like, that's what I want to do. I want to see stuff like that, like espionage style, not just the day before The Force Awakens. So maybe maybe actually he gets the mission that eventually leads him to the old guy at the beginning of Force Awakens. Maybe he, he maybe that actually happens years before The Force yeah. Awakens. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But it, the, the, the tone of the comic makes it feel like like five fucking minutes before Force Awakens yeah, that, starts. Yeah, I haven't read it, but that, 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 that sucks. I want a bigger universe, bigger timeline. Like, that's my, my big thing. How's the art? Is it looking good? Uh, yeah, it's Phil Noto who's done really, really great stuff. I much prefer his overly illustrated um, stuff that he did on the, like, the Black Widow book. Uh-huh. Last yeah, year. Oh, I know the guy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and I, I really liked his. He did. He did the um, the Chewbacca miniseries um, earlier in the year. Yeah, his art that, was and amazing. That was really lovely. But um, I, I, this is a bit flat for me. It's really well drawn. So he does a great job with the colors, aren't? Because Poe's so cool, and I want to know so much more about him. Yeah. So that boring ramble you just heard, you could hear that every week. <laughs> Serious issues. Hey, you love that two minutes? <laughs> Times that by a hell of a lot more. Uh, especially if you are, you know, are considering reading Star Wars comics. Um, there are a lot of them out there, and I will be talking about all of them, especially yeah. the good ones. I'll be speaking about them to you off air. <laughs> um, so let's move out of Star Wars. Actually, no, before we do that, we both bought the Force Awakens Blu-ray. Yeah, it came out early this week. We're recording this right now on Tuesday. Uh, it was supposed to come out Friday, no, Thursday. They broke embargo. They broke embargo. It was just out everywhere Monday. I texted rebels. you instantly, just ran out of work, picked it up. You did the same thing. Except so avid Hey Fam listeners will know that you watched uh, The Force Awakens seven times. In seven the times in the cinema. Uh, six times. Uh, one time in 3D, five times in 2D, and one time in 4D. <laughs> Really looking for that 50 uh, version of We're all looking for eight. that 50. We're all finding that 50. Um, how many times have you watched it in your in the, in the comfort of your own home? Haven't watched it yet. Uh, straight to the special features. <laughs> <laughs> are they worth Are they worth getting just for the special features? Yeah, I mean, if you're a Star Wars fan and you're a fan of Star Wars on home entertainment, uh, as much as I thought the Blu-ray box set was great, I still found the, the prequel... DVDs had the best special features, especially episode one had this amazing documentary called like, I think it was called The Beginning. Mm-hmm. And it was just this incredible fly on the wall. No interviews, no talking heads, like no, oh, blah, blah, blah. This was great. Why we did this. No kind of, um, it's, it, it was such a kind of anti, like this was made by, you know, the, 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 this was made by the film company. This was made by Fox. Like it was such an amazing look at this film from, George writing it in his legal pad in 1994 to it premiering. I think it ends at the midnight premiere in 99. Amazing docos. So the Star Wars uh, special features I thought have always been some of the best in the world. And I'm halfway through the big, there's a big like hour, maybe 70 minute doco about, again, kind of similar, not as fly on the wall. There is a lot more talking heads, but I think they're good. It's like Kathleen Kennedy. It's JJ. It's, you know, the guys, John Williams. Adam or, Driver's up Adam there. Adam Driver, yeah. I just saw footage of that famous shot, uh, the table read, which we saw that famous shot when the whole cast was announced in color. It was so weird to see it in color. It was like seeing like a classic movie in black and white and then seeing like the color production photo. Well, that, like, that, well that, yeah, that, that famous photo is actually what they, the image they use on the actual disc with all the specific yeah, features Yeah, so it's on that. It. And there was just a so scene then and... Uh, it was cool. It was uh, JJ getting Mark to actually read out all the stage directions because, as we know, he has no dialogue in the film. <laughs> so he was reading, you know, all the directions, all the, all the, uh, th- he was reading the opening crawl. And because JJ wanted to really not be involved and just kind of watch it in front of him. And it's pretty amazing. There's actually a feature on there called The Table Read, which isn't that one. So I'm not sure if it's the whole table read or not. Probably not. Probably little snippets, but that, that'll be interesting. But this one's kind of the big overall arching stuff and it was cool it's like you see some you know a lot of concept art that isn't in, in the um art of the force awakens book about you know luke and it's kind of got harrison everyone in it mark carrie they're just like we never thought this would happen and it's just like we were 
Mark was like, he thought it was a terrible idea at first. He's like, no, my character arc's done. And yeah, look, it looks, it looks good. It does look kind of, you know, warts and all uh, from what I've seen so far. I'm just hoping it's up to scratch with what the Fox guys used to put together for the Star Wars DVDs because they were amazing, like top of the line, just such great making ofs. Well, I mean, it's inevitable that they're going to re-release different editions of this every six months, right? Yeah, well, maybe maybe not as uh, maybe not maybe not as um, enthusiastically as right. they, we have seen before. I mean, pr- you know, physical media is kind of it's on the way out. Let's be honest. So, oh. but you know, again, now the completest in me is just like, great. Now I've got a box set of Star Wars one to six, and now a plastic uh, case next to it with number seven. It's just like I'm never gonna get that box set with them all. That's all I want. I had it for a few years when we thought it was <laughs> over. Then they pull me back in. But yeah, look, I'm looking forward. I'll probably catch it this weekend. I'm looking forward to seeing that shit in 20, 1080p. I mean, <laughs> 1080p, uh, put that shit in my, 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 my BR player. <laughs> Sit back, uh, just watch that movie again, you know? With a few RBs. You won't miss the stars. Red Bulls. <laughs> a few RBs. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to watching again, but just all over that, uh, all over those species. I don't think there's commentary. Star Wars films are the only ones I ever watch with commentary because... No, there's no commentary track yet. Yeah, yeah. You That's know, what I mean. I feel like all this like is it's coming. It's pretty bare bones. Yeah, like we know there's going to be extended version. I mean, there's supposed to be like four minutes of deleted scenes, but I don't think they're completed. Like the good things with the Star Wars deleted scenes on the, the, the DVD editions, they actually completed them and added score and did special effects and stuff. And I thought that was some of the best stuff. Uh, so yeah, this is the first, I guess, like non... Disney non non Fox Star Wars product uh, that you can buy like the film, so I'm curious to see if it holds up. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to watching it with my dad. I watched ten minutes of it with my son. No, no, um, <laughs> all of the BB-8 stuff, and then uh, my wife came and sat down next to us watching it, and it was when um, what's his name Max DeCarl's character yep. uh, gets swiped Lord by and dies, and yep. then she said, "Levens, Archie just saw someone die," and I was like, "Oh, just got he's got to learn it. This happens sometimes." Yeah, I I think. I mean, how old's Archie's two? Yeah, and um, when did you first see someone three. die, Angus? Three. So, like Star Wars. Bambi's mother. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I saw Star Wars around three, three and a half. Okay. There's deaths in that. There's suicides in that. Obi-Wan kills himself. <laughs> well, assisted suicide, you know, he actively kind of dies. Um, yeah, I don't know. One thing uh, just reminded me, there's, did you, so, you know, as you mentioned, you and I have the BB-8 Sphero mm-hmm. toy. Uh, yeah, fuck. I hope See you guys the update? This. Yeah, yeah. So there was an update this week for all of you guys who own it and you saw All you idiots app. like us who spent $250 on a... Uh, Is that all it was? Was it a bit more? No. Probably a bit more, wasn't it? I think it was $350. Yeah, something like that. Um, it's great. Uh, not, <laughs> not only... Because what, what's interesting, though, I, I'm not going to call it BB-8 Sphero Gate, though you may, if you will. The voice has changed now. It now sounds like the film BB-8 because I think, as we know, there was two voices for BB-8. You see him credited in the film with Josh Schwartz and Bill Hader. I'm thinking maybe they went one direction. I'm not. There's been no confirmed. But do you notice when it came out, the original Sphero toy had a very different voice to what BB-8 sounded like in the film. Yeah, it sounded right. more kid-like and more laughy <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And in the movie, it's quite. It's got a new sound. Not definitely. It still sounds cute and amazing. It's still BB-8. Uh, so the app's now updated. It has all the. It actually sounds like BB-8 now. Well, wow, crazy. I went back to play it with it after the film, and you just realize, oh, that doesn't sound like BB-8. It must have been. An original, they must have maybe Bill Hader did it first or Josh Watts did it first and the next guy replaced him. I'm not too sure. Yeah, sure. So that's kind of interesting. But so now um, I hadn't used it for a while, to be honest. Now it sounds like BB-8, which is great. Added new actions. So, you know, you can do new auto actions and it does its own thing. Yep. Uh, But the coolest feature is you can plug it in and once you hit play on the Blu-ray or whatever download or DVD of The Force Awakens, you hit a button on the app on your phone and he watches the film with you and reacts to things on screen. So like when he thinks uh, Poe's dead and he puts his head down and it's really cute, like the, the, the little Sphero BB-8 will do the same. And when <laughs> Kylo's on screen, he gets scared and runs away and like he gets sad when, spoiler alert, Han Solo dies and stuff like that. Like it's reaction. They've animated new things and programmed new movements. It's so great. Uh, it's like so ridiculous and would be so distracting and I can't wait to do it. Yeah, I, I think uh, that's that's definitely how Archie should watch. Oh, totally. It's like having movie. a cool little robot buddy and he gets really excited when BB-8 comes on screen and stuff. Like it gets really excited. <laughs> like, it's sick. It's supposed to be awesome. So I'm really looking forward to that. It's like the dumbest thing you could do, uh, especially as a 31-year-old. But hey, I've done dumber. <laughs> Um, I've been doing dumber quite constantly with uh, Nintendo's new iPhone app. <sighs> Mitomo. Mitomo. Uh, it finally got released. It is a social app less than it is a game. We spoke about this a while ago. So, look, last year, 
big news story broke, Nintendo's going mobile. I don't like you know, I think it was recommended by the board. I think a lot of people were like investors were like, dude's like snap out of it. Yeah. You've got to catch up to the rest of the world. You've got to go mobile. And More people use iPhones, Androids, and DSs, etc. And to your average person who does not, uh, you know, is not really really familiar with what Nintendo does in 2016, you go, oh, cool, we're go- getting a Mario game. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and we're then, getting a Zelda game. But everyone that owns Nintendo hardware that came out in the last five years goes, oh no, Nintendo don't really work like that. They won't do anything that anyone actually wants. But they kind of have always done that. Yeah, sure. Like you know, they didn't go with CD ROMs for. The N64, despite the fact everyone else moving to that medium, they went with cartridges because they're Nintendo and they are so stuck in some certain way or just have their own way of doing things. I think it's been always Nintendo's thing. Sure. Um, it still exists and perhaps I think it's only gotten bigger over time how, you know, how, how far away from popular trends they are. So me, Tomo, is this strange Oh, no, then there was an answer. It's basically a chat app. Like, that yeah. was the shocker. It wasn't like... Oh, here's the Mario game you've all wanted, like, because you know all that there is on the App Store in terms of platforming is shitty Mario clones. So how good it be to have a real Mario game on your phone, which is kind of a big deal because Nintendo only made games for Nintendo hardware. Like, you, it's kind of a bit like Apple the way they operate, where you can't run like Mac OS on a different device. It has to be an Apple machine. Like, it's kind of the easiest way to describe it. So it was kind of huge. It was like shit. They're actually making product for something that's not Nintendo. Like. What does that mean? Would they make a game for a PlayStation one day? Like, you know, it was kind of that really bold move. Then it was announced it was a chat app, essentially. And but not quite. Yeah, they didn't really announce how what a creative kind of chat app it was going to be. I mean, we should have known it would be have a bit of a twist on it. Um, Mitomo, for those who haven't played it yet, is basically uh, you, you you create yourself as a me, which is the you Nintendo would have known it from a Wii because everybody had a Wii, but you know the, the little cute cartoon version of you. Um, and uh, you know you, it, they've they've made it a bit easier to make it look more like you. It kind of adapts what what it thinks you look like from taking a photo yeah, of you, which is kind of a I guess a hangover from the um, the Wii U version and the 3DS, 3DS and camera. stuff with the yeah, camera. Yeah. yeah, so it's cool. You uses your smartphone's camera. But then it takes it goes one step further. Instead of just creating something that looks like you, it wants to make a me that acts and talks like you. It's like an avatar that represents you, isn't it? It's like, it, it, it purposely says it's like not you. Yeah. Which is cool. It's kind of like his a weird, it's kind of like having a Tamagotchi of you. Yeah. And so it asks all these different questions. And like some his of one, them, for example, one would be like, uh, uh, like, what is your favorite type of bread? That's it. Yeah, I think it's the so first question they ask everybody. Yeah. You'll get asked that. And, Levens won't ask me. Like, you connect your Facebook and Twitter, etc. with it. So, it starts pulling in your real friends. And then it'll ask you questions, like, just this voice of God, I guess. And It's, like, be like, pretty inane, boring questions. And then Yeah. And it's, like, what's your favorite bread? Or, you know, when was the last time you felt emotional about something? Or, what's your catchphrase? Yeah. What, and look, there's one I just got to What made you smile recently? And then you can write a comment and you've got 190 characters. And then it posts and then other... Yeah, so then you do that and then what happens next? And then so you have... All your friends can come and visit you in your room, but you don't... Like, while you're not using your phone offline, your avatar version of yourself will go visit your friend's avatar. And give the answers you just gave. Yeah. And it'll be like, Angus just came over earlier. If I went to Levin's room, it'd be like, he said his favorite garlic bread... Oh, his favorite bread was garlic bread. Spoiler alert, my favorite bread is garlic bread. That's yours. Yeah, I don't know what mine is. Mine's something stupid. But what's funny, and this is the thing that I think makes the game quite fun well the, the the platform quite fun is it's the first time nintendo are letting you be and it's because they're on another service i guess and they don't really have much of a say you can be really rude on it and you can like, like swear. i feel like we're exclusively rude on it oh it's, my for the first are, time oh. ever we have, have there is no one at nintendo going no 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 you can't draw a dick like remember when the wii u came out with the Miiverse and you could screenshot you could draw images and post them and the number one thing that was being drawn i remember when you pe- first played nintendo land was just huge cocks everywhere where you'll be walking around the theme park or whatever and you'd see massive dicks and it was that was funny and then obviously nintendo put that fire out uh because they're a family company and you know they're in charge of this social network but doesn't look like it this time. Like, we're saying all types of heinous stuff. And that's why it's really fun. It's like you, myself, uh, Blank Slate, Alexi, uh, Tommy Dasolo, like all of our friends are on it. And it's just kind of like this, it's almost like the game of who can be the grossest or the rudest or the weirdest person with their answers. And it's kind of like really creatively fun. Like, it's- Yeah. I mean, it, it actually sucks though when, because I, I have a bunch of friends that are taking it quite seriously. Yeah, we all have when, a few of those. And absolutely. like, you know, fair, fair enough, you know, use an app however you want. But like when, if, if I say like, you know, you and Alexei and Tommy visit my room in one day, I then get like, you know, 10 minutes of laughing at the stupid yeah, things you, say, you guys say. And it's great. 
But yeah, if it's like, you know, <laughs> someone being earnest, it's kind of like, oh, that's sweet. But then if like 10 earnest people visit you, you just have to kind of like go tap okay. through it. You don't oh, care. Right, yeah, right, th- okay. those ones aren't fun. And every time you listen to answers or give an answer, you get given coins. And then it's so Japanese. So basically, this is what I love about it. My two observations are it's so, so similar to Japanese culture. It's like you're having conversations with people without having to have them. Like there's so, <laughs> which is <laughs> such, is such a Japanese like thing. Like the fact that that even exists is so funny and so true to their like very quiet, very reformed and very, you know, uh, they have a lot of um, ceremony about how they speak to people and stuff. So I find that very Japanese. But then the other thing is you just go shopping in it. Like you're rewarded like every day new products launch and, you know, Japan's big on trends and, you know. Yeah, and, and, and the, product, the products are clothes. Uh, clothes that you can put on your avatar. So that's it. So basically you speak to people without speaking to them. You're rewarded for it and you're encouraged to, you know, to go spend when you speak to people. So it's really funny and it's super warped and like, and a really, really apt reflection of what like modern Japanese society is like, which I think is great. And I was expecting this to be shit. I mean, I forget which episode it is because I'm not Rain Man, but there is one where you and I are reacting to the news and I'm just like, for fuck's sake, Nintendo, like, why are you doing a chat app? Like, well like, done. And you and I both quite... I feel know, like we say for fuck's sake, Nintendo in about half the episodes of Hey Fam. It was probably going to be... If, if there will be another spin-off after um, Serious Issues, it's probably going to be for fuck's sake, Nintendo. <laughs> That's great. And we love Nintendo. That's why it hurts so much. That's why it hurts so much. That's why, it, you know, that movie that I saw that I won't talk about hurts so much because we love th- that character. But yeah, it's just... That day you and I were texting me like, man... Mitomo is actually kind of cool. <laughs> it was just like so fun, and we went ham on it for that first like. Yeah, I've answered. Hours. I've answered like almost two hundred questions. Really, I've got to do um, more. Because the only I really, is it's quite slow. That's what stops. Yeah, so me. They're, 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 that's the biggest. The biggest thing. It's, it's really slow. The loading times are exhausting. So think about now, like it's twenty sixteen. You're on your phone. You switch between iMessage, WhatsApp, and Facebook. And each time you switch back between those apps, it takes you right back to where you left off. I could be halfway to a text to Levens, go to Facebook to get some Kanye use, and then go straight back to you. And everything's there. Mitomo like soft resets every time you open it. And it's just, there you go. There's the weird Nintendo thing. That's yeah. not being up. I knew that was somewhere. It's the fact it kind of resets basically every time. And it's super annoying. And it is an early, the good news is it's an early version. And I'm sure that it, it's been addressed and it will get updated. I'm sure it's top of their list, but it's kind of cool now that Nintendo are accountable to public reviews in a download store. Like, Absolutely. Maybe that's something they need. I mean, um, yeah, the presentation of it is amazing. Like, it looks it's one great. One of the best looking apps I've ever used. Hands down. It's, be- it's so intuitive. It's super easy to use. It's fun. It's like I said to you early tonight, I'm like, it's actually one of the best looking Nintendo products. Like the Miis are like well lit. Like it sounds so dumb. Like the Miis back in the day, well, even the ones on Wii U, you have like, round spheres for your hands like you're not a real body but this one that's like quite anatomically like correct like you have fingers and digits and it's far more human-like than before sure which um, is cool and then you can um you can also there has this thing called me photo oh which is like some great hot memes have been coming out of me photo and like it is just a perfect way to just show off how foul you can be yeah you're allowed Nintendo to import app. any wallpaper and you know it's just it's 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 incredible it's incredible. Just completely tasteless and like stupid. I, one, I downloaded one of, but you know, Coney and put me in army gear next to him and wrote, can't catch me. And just, you can do stuff like that. And when, since when have you been able to do stuff like that on a Nintendo product? And, and then share it with the world. Yeah. And then it encourages you to tweet it or Facebook it or Instagram. And it's just like, oh, Nintendo is doing social really right. Like, yeah, it's awesome. It just seems fun. And then it's like, that is... That is why PSN and Xbox Live just seem so dull and drab in comparison. Like, this is the best game company take on the social network. And I'm just looking at this and I'm thinking, if this is an indication of what the NX might be like in terms of its, I don't know, in terms of its fluidity, in terms of its accessibility, like, it kind of bodes well for Nintendo's future. I definitely think so too, especially the um, connectivity with the My Nintendo account that we've had to set up. Yeah. And the way it wants to... Re- basically, this is replacing Club Nintendo, which was a... Uh, it's cool. You know, if you, we, for every game you bought, you got this uh, like 10-digit code. Or Look, you say every enter. game you bought. I used to go to the video store and take them out because I kept them in. So every game that like your video store stupidly kept in the copies of. Um, but the more codes you registered, the more points you got, and then you could kind of uh, exchange those points for physical objects and like, you know, like a, a hat 
in the shape of Mario's hat or like a pencil case of Kirby's dick on it. Yeah, um, Kirby's big old pink dick. Uh, <laughs> is that the new game that's coming out? Is yeah, I can't wait, bro. Yeah, yeah. Epic, epic Kirby's, Kirby's epic, epic dick. pink dick. <laughs> um, so, but now it's... It's more digital. I mean, maybe we're going to see some physical prizes on there soon, but it's really, really easy to to get points mm. just through using Mitomo. So, I, I just through using Mitomo. Yeah, it seems like they're I've finally got- doing stuff that we've been wanting them to do for ten years. Yeah, like encouraging you to purchase that. And oh, this is like we shouldn't have been bragging about this. You can now buy a game online and it'll be on your console. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I can buy Link to the Past for 3ds while I'm at work or something, or on my phone, and it'll be on my 3ds. Whereas, because they're com- they're quite convoluted, their e-shops. Uh, they finally worked it out. They finally worked. Yeah, it out. and it's just like, hey, if they're finally working this out, then maybe the NX is gonna finally have some shit going on. Man, I'm looking forward to E3 just to find out what the fuck NX is. Are they definitely announcing it? Is this being confirmed? They might. I mean, that that would be a kick in the kick in the kick in the pink dick for sure. Yeah, but then again, it's Nintendo, and I'm thinking like that's I'm going in with them. I'm going in thinking they're not going to announce it. We get a Pokemon uh, app. Pretty soon as yeah, well. Yeah, that's going to be That's huge. Like, the one that started off as the Google April Fools, where you know there was that great trailer where it was like a guy on the Great Wall of China catching a Pokemon, and then someone by Sydney Harbour catching one, and like a use your mobile phone basically as a Pokeball, and it's augmented reality, and it was just like I, I think everyone was just like, oh, it's April Fools. This is so sad, and then they're like, no, 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 let's make it. So it's getting made. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, so they, like, they're, they're doing crazy. testing on that really. Pokemon soon. Go, so. yeah, I actually signed up for the beta testing, so I hope I get a um, hope I get an email that lets me catch because I think they want people to do it all over the world, obviously to map mm. areas and stuff. So I'm really excited by that prospect. Imagine if, uh, like, yeah, there are actually Pokemon. We can only get like six Pokemon in Australia, okay. and you have to travel the world to get different types of Pokemon. Like, I'm already imagining the dank ass dark web forums where people are going to be like stealing phones or stealing like people's, you know, iCloud email addresses to get their Pokemon. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. But I'm looking forward to that. Another trailer we didn't mention. Yeah, because, because we we're I- trying not to mention a certain franchise, but. Look, we're going to have to talk about it. The third Suicide Squad trailer dropped. Yeah. Uh, Second trailer, technically, because the other one was Comic-Con footage. So, Suicide Squad is, of course, one of the first things we ever talked about in the first first episode of Hey Fam. How quaint we were then. The only thing we were complaining about was a little little seven-letter word tattooed on a a clown's forehead. Damaged. Does damaged have seven letters in it? D-A-M-A-G-E-D. Fucking crazy, man. The things you learn from doing a podcast. Yeah, I mean, wow, that's some Dr. Carl shit right there. It's like, that doesn't even bother me now. Like, I've been so, I've been so through the run of, like, you know, I've I've really gone through the gauntlet with this franchise and, man, add another fucking word to it. Like, that's how much I don't care about the fact this guy has really damaged. Super damaged. Like, just add it. Damaged AF. That's that, that's that, that's that um, R-rated cut of Super super Suicide Squad coming out. It's going to have some other nasty words on there. Um, so Suicide Squad, uh, look, say what you will about Warner Brothers and DC. They know how to cut a trailer that makes you think that, that you might be watching a good movie. Yeah. Um, because we certainly did with Batman v Superman. Yeah. And it looks we thought like, we're getting an amazing Batman film. Um, it really looks like Suicide Squad. Like these trailers make it look really, really fun. Yeah. Um, a lot of less of focus on Joker now, which is cool. I think. Yeah. Kind of he's in the shadows by the look. He looks like to be, I guess, the antagonist. Yeah. I feel like we're just going to get one long act with him in it. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like a teaser for his eventual, you know, big, big debut in the Batman or whatever. The Ben Affleck Batman film. Which is still going ahead, apparently. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, all this. Apparently he's written, he wrote a script. Yeah. I saw that. Like, he's just like, I think he's trying to do anything to make people forget about his first on-screen appearance. But then there was news that, that he's only been contracted for two two DC Justice movies League. and they're both Justice League. So, who knows what, what, yeah. what what's going to happen. Who knows what the maniacs that Warner Brothers are doing. But Suicide Squad, like, it, it looks like it, it should be fun. Yeah, but, the cast but, but, looks great. I mean, you've got Will Smith who's just like, the most charismatic guy on screen, whether he's the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air or in like, I Am Legend. Like, you just <laughs> want to watch it. Like, he's fantastic. He's like the most recognizable actor in the world. Yeah. Um, Playing Deadshot, who is one of my favorite DC villains. Yeah, and um, he said today, I was reading an interview with Will Smith, he's like, there's been chats about him being in the Batman. And, you know, that would be... I so think cool. that would make sense. I, I mean, I love the idea of, like, 
you know, every Batman movie beginning with him having like a 10 minute fight with some, ca- some bad guy, putting them in jail instead of fucking killing them. Yeah, how good and then, that be? And then you see the rest of the movie, you know? I, I, I mean, my dream scenario is. is Ben Affleck waking up from a dream. This is my opening scene for the, the Batman movie going like, Whoa! and this isn't just because he had dreams in the other one, but just going, man. How weird was that like two and a half hour dream I had where I fought a huge monster and had guns. Hey, Alfred, I'm going to go be Batman now. And just like the best Batman. That should be the opening scene. That's what Ben probably wrote. And his parents are still alive. Oh, yeah. Hey, mom. <laughs> hey, dad. And none of them are called Martha. Uh, yeah, the trailer looks fun. I mean, it's kind of doing that like shit at work the first time. Let's do it again. So we don't get Bohemian Rhapsody. We get Boardroom Blitz. And what? What? then we get that don't tell oh, we, me what to do. We get, um yeah... Yeah. Is it a cover or is it the original? It's a cover, yeah. Right. It's still a classic sure. song. Two classic songs. You don't songs. know me. Um, There's I a slight sexualization of Harley Quinn in it, but her character is kind of yeah, she's sexual. Sexy clown. She's sexy. She's a juggalette. Come on, guys. <laughs> um, you know who is completely absent from these trailers? Because they Slipknot? Have, they have, they've been fl- fleshing out... Oh, no. Slipknot is not... So the whole joke of Slipknot is that Slipknot dies gonna die. in the first issue of Suicide yeah, Squad. Yeah, and everyone's already predicting that for this. Like, yeah. He dies instantly. He's the first person that doubts that the um, that the collars that are around them are actually lethal. And then, Boom. Yeah. Sure. Um, but it looks like now they're injected in their neck with something. It might be oh, some fun. nano. You saw like in this trailer, you can kind of get shots of them getting shots in their neck. So it's probably some nanobots or something that will blow them up. But um, you saw them um, really expanding the, the, the character of the, the fire guy. Who's oh, Diablo. Like, Diablo. Yeah, like, he seems great. Yeah, but um, you know who he's completely absent? He hasn't had one line in any of the trailers the yet. Oh, no, Jack oh, no. Courtney. Captain no, he did Bo- in the last one. Did he? Captain Boomerang had it. Yeah, no, he was great. In the last, yeah, he was like drinking beers and he was quite funny in the last one. He seemed to be like the comic beat guy. Right. We, yeah, we, yeah. But he wasn't in this new trailer at all, right? He was kind of heavily focused in the last one. Right. So maybe that's why. Maybe they're like, let's move over a bit. Captain Captain Boomerang is a is a hilarious weird character yeah. in DC. I'm looking forward to so seeing him. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jai Cotton is the worst though. It's gonna be really hard to get over the Jai Court aspect. Uh, Leto's Joker is still fine. I'm like very curious and excited by it now. Yeah, I think that that's the problem though. Like, I think that's I stopped. I, I wouldn't say that I was really excited to see Batman v Superman. I was just so curious. Mm. And I've got this again, this feeling again. Yeah. I'm so curious about Suicide Squad. Like, I'm yeah. still... I mean, how many fucking lemons does it take for us to have to eat before we realise that we don't want these Well, anymore? if we've been Nintendo fans for 20 years, I mean, it seems like it seems like we have no fucking problem with lemons. But no, but at least, like, I don't know. I feel like Nintendo do give you, you know, just enough good stuff to make you keep coming back. Like, there was not... Yeah. There was no good stuff in oh, Batman so far, we're, t- we're two strikes out. Yeah. Man um, of Steel, I still think, is a masterpiece compared to BBS. It's a shit masterpiece. Well, that's mean it's a masterpiece compared to that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like I, I don't know. I, I've I wanted. I'm still going to see this movie. That's the, that's oh, the well, dumbest dude, thing. We'll about be going stuff. there opening night. We both know this. We'll be doing a podcast straight after the things that kind of define this show. We will do podcasts immediately afterwards. <laughs> now, th- what's interesting is soon as BBS came out, there was rumors about reshoots to make the film more fun uh that was uh, reshoots for suicide squad because rumor floating around was that all the funny bits which made it look like a really fun kind of light light-hearted guardians of the galaxy-esque film in that second trailer was in that second trailer was that they were it that, that was, was the, the moment that were the, they were the only funny and parts. obviously we have no idea if that's true or not and how are we to know but it's interesting david um Ayer, the, the director. director of the film tweeted today Suicide Squad and then quote reshoots for humor is silly. When a studio loves your movie and asks what else you want, you go for it. Thanks, Warner Brothers. Hashtag more action. So maybe it sounds like you know maybe that was a cynical original first prediction. It's probably you know you know what it's like with these uh you know these small cubicles people are working in uh, Tinseltown in one thing you know comes out there those water coolers got a lot of elbow uh dents on them from a lot of big ass conversations. But perhaps uh. Perhaps one man's, oh, it wasn't funny enough, is actually a, you know what? They kind of didn't give the film a lot of money originally. Uh, and so, now that yeah. the film's actually, you know, they really have a lot of faith in it. And they're like, hey, why don't we give you another... Because apparently it was costing tens of millions, these reshoots. Like, they weren't just cheap pickup shots. It was like proper, you know... Well, you just know, getting all the cast together is going to cost a shitload of money. Absolutely. So, yeah, it sounds like they're really... Imp- could be really impressed with the film and have a lot of faith in it saying, you know, match it to what your original vision was. Or maybe not. Maybe, maybe that's David A. just, you know, 
trying to make people maybe all of the Suicide Squad, Joker, and Batman need to team up to fight ducks to fight uh, Doomsday at the end. Or no, Zack Snyder. <laughs> yeah, just fight a Blu-ray copy of uh, the R version oh. of Batman v Superman. Yeah, and um, and uh, special features from Sucker Punch. Uh, should we leave they it at that? trusted the guy with Sucker Punch. To should we leave it at that, Angus? Yeah, let's leave it at that. We but, could keep going, but trust but, us, you don't want to hear yeah. <laughs> So look, we're back. We may be, I might be a little angry this time. Uh, but look, it's really good to be back and we promise there will be regular programming. I will not masochistically, you know, <laughs> expose myself to things that I know are going to make me upset. Sorry for being hopeful. <laughs> you know, sorry for wanting to think one of the most beloved fictional characters of all time would stick to his guns. And no, not in that all right, sense. All right. Hashtag pray for Angus. Keep it going, guys. Keep it trending. Keep the, uh, go to change.org slash pray for Angus. And <laughs> every bit counts. Uh, you know, if we buy up every copy of Batman vs Superman and destroy it, then it would never have happened. That's what pray for Angus hashtag will be. We're trying to buy up every copy like George Lucas and the Star Wars Christmas special. <laughs> We're going to get rid of it. it never put it in landfill. Yeah. We're going to ask everyone to come back except for Zack Snyder and just do it again. We're going to throw that script. Yeah, we want you back, Drysic. We want everyone back. Uh, Facebook.com slash HeyFanPodcast is where you can find us online or you can follow us individually on Twittergram. Twittergram. You can follow us on Insta, Twitter, uh, all the other great networks. Look, um, coming very soon will be you know one of the most... Again, I get stopped in the street almost on a daily basis saying, look... When are you going to tell me what memes I should be into uh, in this year? You yeah. kind of left us hanging when the December best of 2015 memes. And what I want to say to you is, hey, you know what? We listened to what you had to say. We're going to do meme quarterly reports. Yeah, it's very important. Well, so, we, everyone needs to keep up to date. I mean, you know, Levens and myself are so heavily invested in memes along with our dear friends, the meeting tree. So we're going to get together every couple of months and just sit down and be like, hey, you know what? Let us do the heavy lifting. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to tell you memes so you don't have to look them up and yeah. get fired from just the a job. checklist. The yeah. really important memes so you can yeah. continue being a meme lord How many without you... putting in the hours upon hours of daily meme work exactly. that we do. How many of you guys have dropped a Dodds Beans without even having seen the original? Countless. I know it. And we're going to be providing that service very shortly. And we can't wait to hear you complain about it. Yeah. I mean, if you don't like these meme episodes... Then make a meme about if, it. If enough people don't like them, we'll make it its own weekly meme podcast. That's our new threat. That's our new threat. We're going to make more podcasts that you don't want to listen to. Follow. Starting with memes. Starting with... What was the other one we saw? Oh, yeah. For fuck's sake, Nintendo. <laughs> a podcast for everything. Um, Hello Family Studios. Yeah. Welcome. This is it. 2016. Follow Angus at Chimichangus, me at LevDog, and uh, we will see you next week on the HeyFan oh, Couch. I can't wait.